This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Are you ready to create the life of your dreams? Tamara Goodstein helps you transform, anchor in self-love, and step fully into your power and truth by offering you all the tools you need. Despite what you have been told or programmed to believe, you are so much more powerful than you think. You can release the blocks by aligning body, mind, and soul. In order to gain a deeper understanding of who you are, and to live a life of peace, joy, love, and abundance, you must overcome your limiting beliefs and programming that have kept you from being your authentic self. Valeria interviews Tamara Goodstein. She is a certified intuitive and holistic life coach, trained in the love and authenticity methodology. Originally from New York, USA, she was married for 25 years and is a mother of two wonderful young women. She has lived, studied, and worked abroad in over five different countries, England, France, the Philippines, Croatia, and Serbia, has been living in Switzerland for the past seven years, and has traveled to over 100 countries, as her passion has always been to connect with and learn from others. Her experience started off in the corporate world and evolved to working to help and serve others through community service and now life coaching. Tamara does not coach from the mind, but rather intuitively from the heart. She works with clients, primarily adults, most of whom are parents, to help them shift issues from their head to their heart by helping them to remove limiting beliefs, programming, or blocks that prevent them from fulfilling their true potential and living the lives that they choose to live. She helps clients to address their issues holistically by looking at their body, mind, and soul. Through discussion and intuitive questioning, she guides clients to explore their thoughts, their emotions, and their energy in order to find the answers that already lie within them in a space of love, acceptance, confidentiality, and security, free from any and all judgment. She helps clients that are prepared to choose growth, healing, and change in their life to heal and to bring forth their innate gifts and magic and to live their truth and their purpose. By helping parents to create shifts in their lives, they will see their children shift as well. Her focus in coaching is on conscious parenting, which involves parenting or reparenting our inner child, as well as our children, working on accepting and integrating our shadow with our light and bringing balance and harmony of the divine feminine and divine masculine energies within ourselves. Throughout her life journey, she has come to realize that working on these aspects Acknowledging them rather than suppressing them and eventually healing them is absolutely crucial to assist us during this time of great transformation on earth. 
as we shift to a higher consciousness, individually as well as collectively. In addition to coaching, Tamara is also certified in several energy healing modalities, including Reiki and Rahini Celestial, and she's a multidimensional channeler and activator of light language, a frequency technology that brings through powerful light codes of healing, love, truth, and wisdom. She integrates these healing modalities into her coaching sessions to help her clients understand their power, their gifts, and their magic through their energy fields. Meet Tamara at soulquestlifecoachingandenergyhealing.com. Here's the interview with Tamara Goodstein. In your own words, who am I speaking with today? (laughs) Hello, Valeria. It's such a pleasure to be here today with you on the Quest for Wellbeing podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I really look forward to our talk today. Well, I can answer that by saying you're speaking with Tamara Grob Goodstein, an intuitive and holistic life coach, an energy healer, a light worker, the founder and owner of Soul Quest Life Coaching and Energy Healing, a channeler, a transmitter and activator of light language, a woman, a daughter, a sister, a mother. But in the end, these are all just labels that we use as humans uh, because we have been made to believe that we need to define who we are, we need to have an identity, and that we are that identity. So through going through life experiences, I've come to realize that that is not who I am. Those are just the labels. So who are you speaking with today? Well, truly, I'm a soul, a multidimensional, powerful being of light, having a human experience, and remembering that I am love, here to give and receive love, to shine my light and share my gifts with others, especially during this incredible time of transformation and shift in consciousness on earth now. What is life to you? Life to me is a journey. It's a journey, first and foremost, of remembrance. A journey where we return to who we truly are, where we learn to discard all the illusions and to release all the programming and the beliefs, whether it be ancestral, karmic, or even from this lifetime from childhood so that we can truly be who we came here to be. It's a journey that is full of growth, of challenges, of healing, of evolution, and it's a journey of co-creation with others, where we get to fully experience every emotion possible. Because Earth, to me, is... It's a planet, it's, it's it's a dimension where we have the full range of emotions. And we also come here to experience lessons, lessons that we chose to learn 
that we decided way before we incarnated here on Earth. What do you think is the opposite of life? The opposite of life. Well, to me, it's, it's not death. I really feel the opposite of life is stagnation. Choosing not to change or to grow or to evolve. Because to me, that is simply existing. Remaining in our comfort zone out of fear. And fear of anything, including death, is what prevents us from truly living. For me, death is not the opposite of life because I don't see it as an ending, simply a, transfer, a transition uh, from form to formlessness, from matter to non-matter. We're all energy and frequency. We simply have chosen to take on matter in the form of a physical body when we incarnated here on Earth which is a dense 3D planet. But energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It can only change form. So we truly are eternal, limitless beings. Our life here as humans is just a very short part of our universal journey. So I feel it needs to be experienced to the fullest while we're here, or else we're not truly living we're just really surviving. And the ability to live and to thrive, I really feel comes out of pushing ourselves out of the fear, which keeps us trapped in our comfort zone. Our comfort zone may be comfortable, <laughs> may feel secure, but it is what prevents us from growing and from truly being who we are and who we came here to be. What is the purpose of the human experience? I feel the purpose of the human experience is exactly that, to experience being a human in all of its wonder and glory and light, as well as in all of its pain and messiness and darkness. Because I believe we chose to incarnate as a human, to experience the duality of the light and the dark. And in so doing, we eventually remember that we are all one, and we try to return to unity. I believe that's the reason that we are here now on Earth, and why we chose to be here now during this period of a massive collective shift in consciousness on earth, for all of humanity. And we came to experience it all. So for me, that means we need to embody what it means to be human and allow ourselves to feel all the emotions that make us human. There are no good or bad emotions, as we're told or as we're programmed to believe. It's how we perceive them that dictates whether we see them as good or bad. All emotions are valid, and they teach us something about what it means to be human. So repressing our emotions and not allowing ourselves to feel them and express them through the body is what causes pain and suffering 
through disassociation with who we truly are. Yes, we are all energy. We are a soul. But we also chose this experience to incarnate as a human, which means we also have a physical body that gets to feel everything on a physical level. And we need to allow ourselves to do so in order to truly live the human experience. At this time, what is the purpose of your life? Well, the purpose of my life is simply to be, to be all that I am, to live, to push myself out of my comfort zone, to express who I am authentically and unapologetically, to shine my light and to no longer dim it, to please others or to try to fit in and conform. And in allowing myself to be, I hope that I can show others that they can just be as well. I feel that I'm here to help raise the vibration of humanity on earth now during this period of great transformation. I'm here to serve others through my purpose work. I'm here to speak my truth with love and compassion, even if that makes others uncomfortable. And in my experience, I have made others uncomfortable. And I have lost people in my life. And I'm still losing people who, let's say, are on a different path than I am, who are not comfortable with the fact that I have learned to finally speak my truth and to live my truth. And I have come to understand that that's okay. That's okay because our souls all chose different journeys on this earth. We all have our paths to follow and we are all living our lives according to that path or that contract that our soul made before incarnating here. And when we live a path that isn't aligned with our truth, that's when we start to feel that things aren't okay in our life. And when we feel that, then it is time to step into our truth. When we deny our truth, we go out of alignment with our soul path. And so we have to bring ourselves back into alignment. And doing that requires a great deal of courage because speaking our truth and living it is different for everyone. And so we're not always accepted. And again, we have to come to realize that we have to accept ourselves as we are and love ourselves as we are. And sometimes that does mean having to clear and release what no longer serves us in the highest good. And it can be difficult, it can be painful, it can be challenging. But the only way to create space in our lives for what truly serves us is to release what no longer does. What are some of the greatest misconceptions about happiness, in your opinion? Well, I believe that happiness is a temporary feeling brought about by a physical achievement, something that is external to us. Um, for instance, you know, for many, for many of us, we, we finally land the job of our dreams, or we feel we finally met the love of our life, 
or we have a great deal of money in our bank account, or we've purchased our dream home, we've gone on our dream vacation. I mean, there's nothing wrong with desiring these things and having them in our life. That's part of the human experience. But the misconception to me is that these things that are external to us are what bring us happiness. True happiness, or rather joy, is always something that comes from within us. If we're not able to love ourselves, to feel worthy, and to feel peace and joy within our own hearts, we will never find it outside of us in physical, material things or in another person. And I have found that the way to truly feel joy in my life is to feel and to practice gratitude. Because I've learned that no matter how difficult or challenging our life may appear to be, there is always something to be grateful for. And the act of practicing gratitude always brings us more to be grateful for. In the end, what we put out into the universe, what we energetically send out into the universe, is what we receive back. It is what is returned to us. What do you love most about being in a human body? (laughs) Oh, there's so much to love about being in a human body. Uh, First and foremost, the fact that we have our five physical senses to enjoy and to experience life. I love enjoying good food, tasting and trying out food from all different types of cuisines. I love being able to see the amazing vibrant hues of reds, yellows, oranges, and pinks of sunrises and sunsets. I love being out in nature and feeling the earth or grass under my bare feet, to feel the bark of a tree against my back. I love the smell and sounds of the ocean. I love being woken up in the mornings to the sounds of birds chirping. I love being able to touch another human being or a soft, furry pet and to be able to hug them. I love to listen to beautiful, uplifting music, to dance, to sing, to laugh out loud, to write, to draw, to cook, to create. That's what we have a human body for. For without this physical body, we couldn't do any of these things. So that is the joy of having a human body. What is healing to you? The first thing that comes to me is being out in nature, connecting with the earth, the trees, absorbing the light rays and the light codes from the sun, and being in water, especially the ocean. Nature transmits negative ions into our bodies, which is extremely healing for our bodies and our souls. And then the second thing that comes to mind is music, but music that is attuned to certain frequencies like 528 hertz or 432 hertz, the frequencies of love of Mother Earth, Gaia herself, which helps to repair us at the DNA level or the cellular level. And I also find that meditation is healing, simply quieting my mind, thoughts, doing yoga or qigong. Anything where I am working with energy is is very healing to me because I, I am an energy healer. And so when I am 
healing or rather I am not the healer. I am simply the conduit for the healing, the divine healing that flows through me when I am transmitting healing to another person or to an animal or to a plant. I am also receiving that healing. One of the ways that I heal is through transmitting and a channeling light language, which is a frequency technology. It's a language that is from our higher self and from the higher dimensions. It bypasses the mind. It goes straight to the heart. And this is extremely healing for me. And it's one of the modalities that I use in my energy healing work. And I also love transmitting and receiving energy healing using another modality called Rahani Celestial Healing. This is a healing of the heart, the higher heart, and the higher dimensions. So finally, for me, healing is also being around other like-minded, but as I prefer to say, like-hearted souls who are also here to help raise the vibration of humanity at this time. What is the meaning of freedom to you? What is to be free? Freedom. (laughs) Freedom to me is all about being in your sovereign power to choose to live your life authentically and unapologetically, free from the beliefs, programs, the opinions of others, free from control and manipulation, free from fear, free from scarcity and lack. To be free is to live in your truth with love and compassion, to live in joy, in peace, in abundance, and in balance and harmony on this earth and with this earth. To be free is to follow your bliss, your highest joy, free from the constraints that have been imposed on us by society and by figures of authority. And I put the word authority in quotation marks. (laughs) To live from your heart rather than from your ego mind. At this time, what is the world's greatest need? And also, do you have a vision for a new reality? Well, I feel at this time that the world's greatest need is for humanity to awaken to the truth, to reclaim our power on this earth, and to learn to live from the heart, to embody love, truth, and compassion for every living being on earth, including our beautiful Mother Earth, or Gaia, Gaia herself. We need to restore balance and harmony to our earth and to humanity if we desire to shift our consciousness and to co-create new earth. And yes, I definitely have a vision for new earth. The structures and systems that exist now on earth no longer serve us and have not for a very long time. And these structures and systems, including our governments, our media, our religious institutions, our educational systems, the medical pharmaceutical system, our agricultural system, they were all created to control humanity and to take away our power and our freedom, to keep us in this 
mode of of fear, of stress, of never feeling that there is enough. So first, I see that these structures and institutions, they need to collapse and to crumble. And in many cases, we are already witnessing this on earth because we cannot build a new reality and a new earth on old foundations that no longer serve us. But this new earth will be based on love, truth, compassion, wisdom, and collaboration, co-creation, rather than fear, control, manipulation, separation, competition, where only the very few benefit while the rest of humanity lives under their control. My vision is one where we're able to live in communities that work together and play together, where we have all been healed of our trauma, we've cleared out karma, where we're able to live in harmony and balance with the earth. We can grow our own food with the help of organic technology, where everyone has access to free energy and lives a life of abundance vibrant health, and where every child is brought into this world, wanted, loved, and fully supported. What is your understanding and idea of love? My understanding of love is that it is an all-encompassing state of being. A state of being that I feel none of us have ever truly experienced here on earth. Love to me is unconditional. It is accepting of who you are, free from judgment, free from comparison, free from limitations. Love is what we are, and it is what we came from, and it is what we are returning to. Here on earth, we have placed conditions on love. For example, we accept and love others only if they are like us or look like us or think like us or act like us. What we think love here on earth is not true unconditional love. Love is also not just a concept that exists between two people. Love encompasses the concept of unity, that we are all one and we are connected to all life. One of my favorite quotes is from the book, A Course in Miracles, which states, the opposite of fear is love, but what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. So to me, love is absolute. What is inner peace to you? Inner peace to me is being centered in the eye of the storm, meaning when chaos is raging around you, you're able to go within to your heart space and you can find that zero point, that's that space of neutrality where no matter what challenges you are facing, regardless of the chaos of the world around you, you can remain centered and grounded and able to move through the chaos without fear, trusting that you are safe and well. 
Meditation and being in nature, connecting with the earth and the trees and with water definitely helps me to reach that state of inner peace. It's being able to respond calmly to what is happening rather than being reactive, which I know is not an easy thing to do in in certain situations because as humans, we react with our emotions. But I do feel that that is the key to true inner peace, the ability to be able to respond rather than to react. What, where, and who is God to you? God. God is source, the universe, the prime creator, all that is. God or goddess, because God has no gender, is unconditional love. God is everywhere and in everything. We are all God in that sense. God is the universe experiencing itself through us and through every living being in the universe. God to me is not a who. (laughs) It's an energy that is feminine in nature simply because the universe creates life and is ever expanding in its creation of life everywhere. That is not to say that God is a female. When I say a feminine, I'm speaking of the energy of the divine feminine versus the divine masculine. The divine feminine energies are the energies that create and nurture life, which is what the universe does, while the divine masculine supports that life and manifests it. So that, that is God to me. What is to be spiritual and what is spirituality? To me, to be spiritual simply means that you are open and willing to do your deep inner work, to heal yourself, to acknowledge, work with, love and integrate both your shadow and your light, to go within, to find your answers and your truth, to connect to your higher self was always guiding you towards your highest good to use and practice discernment which is very important at this time to also practice gratitude and to try to always come from your heart rather than from your ego or your mind that is what spirituality is to me also It's a journey that takes us out of our comfort zone. It's a practice of the heart, of learning to look at life from the higher perspective and moving out of that state of duality and separation towards a state of unity and acceptance. It's a practice based in truth, love, and compassion for all. But it's not an easy one by any means, because as we do our inner work, All of our trauma and our wounds and our unhealed inner child will come up to be felt emotionally and to be processed and eventually to be released. So it's being brave enough to learn the lessons that we came here on earth to learn. 
I personally don't feel there are any rules to spirituality. You may use whatever works for you to come from the heart and to connect to your higher self. You don't need to necessarily meditate or do yoga or be a vegan to be spiritual. Placing rules, beliefs, or limitations around what it means to be spiritual, to me, is the opposite of being spiritual, where we all have free will and we all choose our path. And I believe there is no right or wrong path as long as our path is based in love. How do you define success? What is to be successful to you? To me, success is relative. But what I do believe and feel is that success is certainly not defined by the 3D standards of the matrix that is our world. In our world, success is usually based on money, power, external material possessions. Again, not that there's anything wrong with desiring these things or having them, because this is part of the human experience. But to me, they do not define success. These things are not who you are. I feel that success is all about how well you're living your life in terms of how much love you give and receive, how much you can serve others through the work that you do, and even how you are, and how much you share your light with others, how much peace and joy you feel, living your life by being authentic and unapologetic. So to me, if you're doing these things and you are living a life aligned with your heart and soul purpose, you will receive abundance in all its forms, financial, health, relationships. The success is not the abundance. The abundance is what comes from the success of serving others and fulfilling your purpose here on earth. So why did you choose to do what you do? Well, to be honest, uh, I I was getting very tired of of my life and what felt like it's lack of purpose to me. I kept feeling deep at my core that there must be something more to life than this. The nine to five grind, you know, coming home to fix dinner, uh, working out at the gym, watching Netflix, <laughs> you know, and occasionally traveling on vacation or doing something that brought me some, some joy. It's been a fascinating and often challenging journey of growth and healing to get to where I am. And I certainly know that my journey is definitely not over yet. But what I have come to truly understand is that all my life, I did everything I was told I should do. I was a good girl who played by the rules, got the good grades, was a people pleaser, dimmed my light to try to fit in and to receive love and connection and to be accepted by others, even though I've always felt that, well, I never really fit in. And I know now that I was never meant to. Because those of us that feel that, and there are so many of us, we didn't come here to live and conform by the rules of the 3D matrix. We came here to create the new earth. So that is why we have felt this difference within us. So just a little background about my life. I 
had originally worked in the private sector uh, years ago in investment banking on Wall Street and later in the public sector in development banking for uh, an institution called the Asian Development Bank. And I worked in these places now, I realize, because it was what I needed to wake me up to my true soul's calling, my true soul's purpose here on earth. I had to be able to see and experience the duality. I worked in these places because I felt this is what I should do. Uh, I had to make money. I felt I had to climb up the career ladder. But inside, it felt very empty. I literally felt like my, my soul was suffocating. And I felt no connection, no passion, no joy to what I was actually doing. Then my life did change and uh, I got married and I ended up following my husband from one international posting to another. He works for an international organization and I've lived in five different countries. I became a mother. I have two um, beautiful daughters. And staying home to raise them was a choice that I made. Um, but now that they're much older, I've come to realize that I needed to return to me. I needed to find my, not find, rather remember my true soul's purpose. And so we finally, after several postings in different countries like the Philippines and Croatia and Serbia, uh, we are, we ended up in Switzerland where I am now. And yet again, this will change. I will not be here permanently, but I have been here for the past seven years. I felt called to serve others. And so this is where I retrained and I got a certification in life coaching and also in healing work. And I have pursued that journey and continued to grow and take courses, and do things for myself that have allowed me to remember who I am. And this work has really brought so much more meaning and purpose into my life. Because what I came to realize is that I had suppressed and dimmed for so long who I truly was. And being able to now do my life coaching work my healing work, the light language, this has returned me to me. So I have to say I did this because this is truly what brings me joy. And when I pursued this path, I began to open up to my gifts and so much more started flowing into my life. I was able to tap in and understand the power of frequency, vibration, and quantum manifestation. How our thoughts create our reality. And of course, we all still have to work on that. But for me, this whole journey of coming to do what I now do, to really do my passion, I don't even like to call it work, it's a passion. It has been a remembrance, a remembrance. How did you become a writer? Well, I've always loved to write. 
I've always loved to uh, keep journals, uh, write down my thoughts, my feelings. Um, even I, I have also channeled through my writing, uh, automatic writing. And when I look back on the journals that I kept as a little girl, and even now I, I still journal, I realize how healing and how cathartic this process was to be able to express my emotions on paper, to release them onto paper and into the universe. So I'm not published yet, but I have been working on my book. And like life, it's a journey and I'm enjoying the journey at the moment. However, I am a contributing author in a book that will be published um, most likely by the end of 2022 or more in early 2023. And it's called The Lowdown on Light Language. It's written by a dear friend and soul sister of mine. Her name is Mary Catherine McNinna. And she basically has asked those of us that have been activated in light language to share our stories. So this book is all about light language, what it is, how it can be expressed, and how it can help us on our ascension path. So it's my story. I've shared how I came to be activated in light language, how my life has changed since being activated in it, how I express it, and how I use it in my life to receive and channel messages from my higher self, from divine guides, and also how I use it to help clear energy and to heal. So I look forward to this book coming out very soon, and I hope uh, others do too, because light language is able to be expressed by everyone. It's not a, It's not for a special few. It is something that we all have innately in us. It's simply a matter of remembering, tapping within, and allowing yourself to let it flow. What was the inspiration, intention, and purpose of writing your book? Well, as I said, I was inspired to share my story as I feel that everyone can express light language. It's a part of our soul. It's who we are as light beings. But for many of us, and including myself, there are blocks and there is a fear of expressing it as we're afraid of being ridiculed, not accepted, because to, to many, it can sound like gibberish. It can sound like gobbledygook. So I felt the need to let others know that releasing this fear is so important, especially now at this time on earth, because we all need to step into our light and to start shining it, knowing and trusting that we are safe, worthy, and loved. If I can do it, anyone can. As I said, I certainly had blocks and fears around it at the start. So my intention in sharing my story is to allow others to release the blocks and fears that prevent them from living their best life with truth, love, and compassion, authentically and unapologetically. Talk to me for a moment about the services you offer. So the services that I offer are diverse. Um, as an intuitive life coach, I offer one-on-one -on -one 
intuitive and holistic life coaching sessions with a deep focus on inner child healing and shadow work. And shadow work basically is just learning to love, accept, and integrate all parts of who we are, including our shadow with our light. Because when we suppress a part of who we are, we cannot be fully who we are. And we have to remember that we are whole and complete. And that means accepting all parts of us and loving all parts of us. I also do a lot of focus on healing and bringing back to balance and harmony divine feminine energies and divine masculine energies. And by that, I refer to energies that are inside all human beings. It is not a reference to being a female or being a male on this planet. It is energies that we carry that need to be in balance for us to return to the wholeness that we are. I also offer online courses and I have taught courses on conscious parenting, the importance of shadow work, working uh, with the energy of dragons. And I have participated in uh, and will continue to participate in light language festivals uh, by a group that I, I belong to called the Star Tribes of Light. In that festival, I taught a workshop on working with the energy and the light language of trees. Because as I've said, I am very connected to nature and I find that nature is one of the greatest healing gifts that we have been given. It is at, it is completely at our disposal. And I find that trees, they are, they are so important in anchoring the love and the wisdom and the truth of Mother Earth and the divine. And we can learn so much from trees when we connect to them. So as part of my life coaching, I also integrate various healing modalities, uh, or I can offer healing sessions separately. I'm certified in Reiki, uh, in Rahani Celestial Healing, and I also use light language. I transmit and channel light language as part of my healing modality. And lastly, I also offer channeled messages uh, using oracle cards. Where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services, and future projects? So you can find more information about me and my work and my products and services on my website, which is basically soul quest life coaching and energy healing.com or on my Facebook page, which is also soul quest life coaching or on my Instagram page, which is basically soul.quest2020. I can also be found on the Star Tribes of Light website, which is startribesoflight.co.uk. We are almost at the end of our conversation, and I have two final questions for you. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, 
Would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? Oh, I don't know that I would do anything differently. I feel I've lived my life so far in the best way that I have known how. Because I've accepted and loved my shadow and my light. And I have tried with all my flaws, weaknesses, and mistakes to find the good in everything. Just to, to live in gratitude, even when things have been or are very challenging and very difficult. The one thing I would say is to be love and to know that I am unconditionally loved, even during the most difficult, painful, and challenging times of my life. To always remember that I am love and I am deeply loved. What are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? As of this moment, <laughs> well, obviously what I know changes over time, but as of this moment, life is a gift and a journey. We all came from love and to love we shall return. And that is the journey. Thank you so much for your presence, for sharing your wisdom and doing what you do. Thank you so much again, Valeria. It has been an absolute pleasure to be on this podcast with you. And thank you to all the listeners out there. I hope to be able to connect with many of you very soon. Much love. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Tamara Goodstein and her work, please visit SoulQuest Life Coaching and Energy Healing.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org/slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.